You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. How great is our God. I was uh, in my office this morning while they were preparing and I was walking around in my office looking at the pictures on the wall with my parents, my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles that have went on to be with the Lord. And uh, earlier when I was uh, laying before the Lord this morning praying and thanking him for his goodness, I got to praying uh, for my children as I pray every day. I believe all three of them are here and uh, what a blessing that is to have them uh, serving the Lord. And uh, I got to singing when I was in there, what a day that will be. Uh, I may sing it at the end of the message, I don't know. I hope you don't leave just because I said that, all right? And, uh, but there is coming a beautiful day, a beautiful day where there'll be no more of these phone calls and health net and sickness and sorrow and pain. Title of the message, uh, and I'm going to just try to sit down and teach a little bit today. Uh, if I preach today, as wound up as Indy is, if she went to see uh, her and Pastor Rita and Elvis impression her, uh, last night, and uh, they, got their, they got their silk scarves on. Amen. But the title of the message is uh, Come Up Hither. Come Up Hither. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, come on up. Revelation chapter 1, verse 19. Write these things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Leanne, why don't you bless the reading of the word of God this morning, and then you can all be seated. Dear Lord God, I thank you, Lord, for your presence this morning. Mm-hmm. God, I pray that you would fill us this morning. God, you are great. Yes. Lord, we thank you, God, for the miracles, God, that you perform. That's right. God, for little Graceland and the devout baby, God. You, yeah. God, you are a good God. God, I pray that you would be with this word today, God, that you would pierce our hearts, God, that you would open them to your word, God, that we would grow in you. God, for those that came in here with no peace, that God, they would feel your presence, and God, they would feel your peace, and God, that they would realize that you were the only hope. God, you are our hope. Yes. God, Pastor mentioned earlier, God, how could somebody go through this without you? Mm-hmm. God, I don't want to go through anything without you. God, you are mm-hmm. my hope. Mm-hmm. God, you give us rest. God, you give us joy. And God, we believe that this word is going to touch our heart. Mm-hmm. Be with our pastor, Lord. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Somebody say, come up hither. That was pathetic. Somebody say, come up hither. hither. I want to read Revelation chapter 1, verse 19 again. 
write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. The word revelation means to uncover a thing, means to reveal, to fully disclose a matter. It is a divine blessing for an all-wise and an all-knowing God to uncover a matter, to reveal his will and to manifest his plans for your life. It blesses God to reveal, to uncover the plan and the will that he has for your life. And your life is very short. James said it's but a vapor. It appears for a little while and then it vanishes away. I don't know about you, but I don't wanna wait to the end of my journey to have something revealed to me, something uncovered, give me revelation. I want it as I'm walking and as I'm growing with God. So I want the blessings of God every day. Don't take it for granted today. You ought to ask God to uncover something and reveal something in your life that will help you grow. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. <laughs> Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Some translations at the end says to give you hope and to give you a future. In Jeremiah 29 and 11, when we understand it, actually in the context, uh, it was spoken to the people in the midst of hardship and in the midst of suffering. People who were likely at that time desiring an immediate rescue. But God's response is not to provide us an immediate escape from difficult situations. Rather, God promises uh, that he has a plan to prosper us in the midst of our current situation. Uh, you know, they wanted a quick response uh, and God showed up and made a way, but God gave them a peace and a hope in the midst of a difficult situation. Do you hear me? God has a plan for us. No matter what the current situation may be, God is still God. And if God doesn't move the mountain, God will help you endure and God will help you walk up the mountain. Do you hear me? If God's been a mountain help to you, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. So God sometimes, he reveals things uh, in our past uh, for instruction or edification. Jesus told the apostle John on the Isle of Patmos, he says in Revelation 1 and 19, again, write these things which thou hast seen. He's saying, write the things of the past that you have seen. And then he goes on and he says, and the things which are present. Sometimes God reaches into your storm. 
or your dilemma and tells you everything will be all right. Have you ever been in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a dilemma? Man, you just couldn't see it coming out right. And the Holy Spirit will speak to you in the midst of it, right, right there in the midst where it just seems like nothing's come, gonna be right ever again. And all of a sudden, uh, there's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit and, and, and the Holy Spirit tells you, hey, it's gonna be all right. You just sometimes gotta buckle down and hold on. Uh, anybody in the house know what I'm talking about? When nobody else could help you, when nobody else could convince you, and all of a sudden, there was a sweeping of a supernatural spirit of God and said it's gonna be all right and all of a sudden you was resting in your spirit. Sometimes God will reach right in there and tell you everything is gonna be all right. And then in Revelation 1 and 19, I was, uh, let me before I go any further, uh, Pastor Kerry said, Heidi was traveling from the Amish country uh, about three hours away and her little girl's in Morgantown and, and Pastor Kerry's word said, she'd probably like to hear from you. And I called her and it just wasn't preacher talk, I'm telling you. The Spirit of the Lord began to speak through me and tell you that it's gonna be all right. I don't know if you've noticed this morning, but she's sitting on grandma's lap not because of what I said, but because of what he said. Morgantown said it could have been so much worse, but God is a way maker, amen? And I know I had peace and they had peace and was trusting God. All of your education, all of your career, all of your money couldn't change the situation. But I know a man who can and his name is Jesus. And the same God that showed up in their circumstance is the same God that can show up in your circumstance. I said, I'll sit down. I said, I'll sit down. So he goes on in Revelation 1 and 19, he said, write the things which shall be hereafter. So he's talking about the past, the present, and the future. So the title is Come Up Hither. The Apostle John recorded these words in Revelation chapter four, verse one. After this, I looked up, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither and I will show the things which must be hereafter. Come up hither. The primary contact of this verse and doctrinal interpretation is thought to be of the rapture of the church. But there's also a secondary application. So I want us now to look at the Apostle Paul. God ushered the Apostle Paul up to the third heaven to receive tremendous revelation. Stay with me this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse one through five. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. He said, I knew a man. Now he's speaking of himself. He said, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. And then he says, whether in the body, I, I cannot tell, or whether out of the body, a supernatural experience. He said, I cannot tell, God knoweth. 
such a one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, he said again, I cannot tell, God knoweth, how that he was caught up into paradise and, un, and heard unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. Revelation comes from the Spirit. And Jesus declared in Revelation chapter three, verse six, he that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, Spirit saith unto the seven churches. So a church's top priority should be obedience to the word of God. Do you hear me? Not anything else, not our programs, not our agenda, but the top priority should be obedience to the word of God. And we need the word of God and we need the spirit of God. Do you hear me? Somebody say amen. amen. And what the spirit of God reveals is totally awesome. And there's been times in my life, and I'm not trying to glorify in myself, just like Paul was saying, but I know that I've been caught up in the spirit and God has revealed things to me that I couldn't see in the natural, and it was totally incredible. So what the spirit reveals is totally awesome. The storehouse of God's will for our lives includes the blessings that we have never even thought about. I stand on this side of my life looking back on things the Spirit has shown me that I didn't see back then and didn't expect back then and it is overwhelming to me today and I don't want to miss what God has the Holy Spirit to show me for the future things to come. Now we can decide to live in a natural state, in a natural realm, or we can come up hither and we can allow God to show us the things to come. He said, come up hither not just to leave us the way that we are. He wants to show us something new and fresh. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Oh my goodness gracious. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God, the deep things of God. I didn't say weird, but the deep things of God. Paul describes the spirit as being in a constant search mode. The spirit being in a constant search mode. Searching even the depths of God. The spirit bridges communication between ourselves and God. If I get just to talk to God, I sometimes, just being honest, it don't even leave my room. But man, when I get in God's presence and I begin to thank God for his goodness and I begin to worship and I begin to honor God and begin to bow, how long has it been since you took a knee? 
How long has it been since you laid down face forward and said, God, here I am, God, and I want to honor you, God, for I am nothing, but God, you are almighty, and God, you are worthy, and God, you are holy. God, I don't want to ask for a thing. God, I just want to get into the presence. God, I need your spirit. And all of a sudden, something that does not happen in the natural, but in the supernatural, the presence of God sweeps in and all of a sudden, you know that Jehovah is within your presence. Uh, and then God begins to speak and God begins to show you things. Everything is going to be all right. Get off of Facebook and get on your knees and get in the presence of an all-knowing God. God says to all of us, come up hither that I, about fell down right there, that I can show you things. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Can you stand with me? Can you stand with me? I'm not done. We're going to sit back. Can you just for a few seconds, uh, I, you know what? Someone told, oh boy, we'll get in trouble. Somebody told me just in the past week, it's amazing how many people are scanning the internet while they're sitting here, while we're having worship and, and while we're having preaching and, and it just, man, it just melted my heart. I thought, oh, you gotta be kidding me. It, it's not that I'm that boring, it's God that boring. Maybe it's because you found yourself in a place that you don't need to kneel any longer. Maybe you found yourself in a place you don't need to lay before the presence of God. But when you get a phone call and your baby has been hurt, you'll say, God, I want to come up hither. But why don't you have a desire to come up hither before 911 has to be called? Do you hear? I thought I was going to teach today. Maybe I am. But I'm here to tell somebody, you better wake up and Smell the roses uh, because it rains uh, on the just and the unjust. I want to fly. I want to get up above the chicken coop that I preached on and see what God has for me. Give God 30 seconds, uh, a hand clap, and a shout of praise. Somebody come on, bless him. Blessing! Woo! Sit back down. Sit back down. I'll tell you what, I gotta lose some weight. I shouldn't eat that third piece of pizza last night. And then the Bonnie Bell. It's my wife's birthday yesterday. Didn't want to offend her and not eat the cake. She don't know I went back in a little later. Get that icing. The Apostle Paul calls them the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit reveals the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit. Many never get past, hear my heart, not here to scold nobody. Many never get past the starting place with God. Never. And when you never get past the starting place with God, then it limits the ability that you have to release the anointing that God wants you to have to be able to fight the battle. 
Do you hear what I'm saying? The storehouse of heaven is full. Somebody say it's full. If we aren't walking in such a way to access it, these realities will never occur in our lives. I don't believe God heard the prayer for the little Graceland just because they prayed that day. I believe because of their preparation before the accident, if that makes any sense to you. Their studies, their walk with God. Do you hear me? Hebrews chapter six, verse one, the beginning of that says, therefore leaving, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. The scripture here signifies that we must move away from where we first started with God. Have you moved? Or have you accepted Christ and never moved any further? It's only a question you can answer. Certain basic, basic essentials to become mature in our understanding, we need to move beyond. I didn't say leave it behind, I said move beyond. Salvation, you gotta move beyond. Baptism is necessary, it's the basics. You gotta, it's good, you, you, don't, you don't do without it, but you gotta move beyond. Am I making any sense? You gotta move beyond. God wants us to go deeper. Now I'm gonna give you an example. In Genesis chapter six, verse 16, a window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. We're talking about Noah's ark. I don't wanna take for granted, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Here you may be brand new, you may be watching on live stream. And the door of the ark thou set in the side thereof with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. Noah's ark was constructed of three floors. The first floor, the second floor, and the third floor. If Noah stayed on the first or the second floor, he could not see out the window. He couldn't see the heavens that God had for him. He couldn't see where they were going if he'd have stayed on the first floor or the second floor. We, this is very important, we have to position ourselves in order to see the deep things of God. If you stay in the basics, for example, if you stay on floor one or floor two, you will never have access uh, to see what everybody else around you uh, cannot see. There's only a few people that will see what God has for them, and it's those that have a desire to go deeper in the things of God and listen to his voice when he says, come up hither, and then when you're up there. Can you imagine in the first floor of the ark and the second floor? In my opinion, it was probably the stinkiest place on the whole boat, but all of a sudden, I would say when he got up to the third floor and he could look out the window and still see the heavens, there was something that changed. I can't change my, my, my world around me. I can't, I've tried before. But I tell you, when I'm looking out the windows of heaven, 
and I see and I allow the Spirit of God to move and place me and position me to where I know that, hey, it may be a stinky mess down there, but I know where I'm headed and I'm headed to a place and by God's grace, everything's gonna be all right. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Don't be, don't remain on the same level of the ark of salvation that you started on. Salvation is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I tell my wife all the time, she's the second best thing that ever happened to me. Salvation is the best thing that ever happened to me. But what a shame if I would have stayed there and had no experience with the Holy Spirit and with God and his word, do you hear me this morning? So don't remain the same level. And then I'm gonna say this, don't digress. A lot of people get a miracle. And then after a few weeks or a few months, they digress, they forget about the miracle. If every person, Anthony, that's ever been saved at Jewel City Church in the last 29 and a half years was here this morning, you couldn't get them in the building. You couldn't get them, you couldn't stack them in here like a Big Mac. In Revelation chapter two, verse one, Jesus walked in the midst of the church at Ephesus. He walked in the midst. Let's look at Revelation chapter three, verse 20. He stands on the outside knocking for an entrance. Revelation three and 20, the Laodicean church was complacent. They felt self-satisfied but they didn't have Christ's presence among them. When you walk in this, when you pull on this campus, you gotta say, man, they got it going on up here. Huh? But without the Holy Spirit of God, I don't care if the spigots were gold, we have nothing, nothing. Do you hear me? Nothing at all. We don't wanna become complacent, we don't want to have the Lord standing, knocking. So is he standing and knocking at your heart's door? Is he saying to you this morning, come up hither, come up a little higher? Are you satisfied in your arrogance that you've accomplished everything on your own? You have not. Because the very breath of our God is what's keeping you upright. Stand with me this morning. Would you stand with me? Is Jesus knocking on your heart? If he is, he wants to have fellowship with you. Don't turn him away. This shows the digression of the church. Listen to this, Revelation 2 and 19. He said, I know thy works. Wow. These are very humbling but frightening words. God says, I know all about you. Wow. He knew I was eating Bonnie Bell when nobody else knew I was eating Bonnie Bell. Frightening words. God says, I know all about you. I know what others don't know about you. Because God says, I know about your heart. I know who you are. I know what you do. I know what you say. I know where you go. John 10 and 27, 
Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Jesus knows his sheep by name and he cares for each one of us and he loves us. Listen to what Jesus said in Revelation chapter three, verse one and two. And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write these things, saith he that have the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. He said, I know thy works, that thou hast a name that livest and aren't dead. And then he said, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain. If you've heard nothing today, I want you to hear this. And strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Jesus knew the church in Sardis had a reputation that didn't match reality. He knows us. The reputation alleged that it was alive, but really it was spiritually dead. You can come in and we can fake each other out. I'm telling you, we can look like the most spiritual person in the world and there'd be nothing going on. God sees beyond the name to the reality. Right there it says death. Death means a separation. Death means to cut off. It's like turning a light switch to the off position, which breaks the circuit and cuts off the power. But there's something God said here that I want to bring to your attention. God reveals a blessing in these verses. So I want to read it again. He says, be watchful. Be watchful. The word watchful means to awaken or to arouse something that is at the point of dying. What is God speaking to you today? What do you have that is at the point of dying? Be watchful. Now listen to Revelation 3 and 2. He says, and strengthen the things which remain. The word strengthen means to solidify, to establish, to set upright again to take something that has been weakened and build it back up. Maybe it's your calling. Maybe it's your prayer life. Maybe it's your worship. Maybe it's your dreams. Maybe it's your desires. Maybe they've been crushed. Maybe it's your marriage, your finances. I've got one word for you. Arise. Arise. Whatever the devil did to you, he didn't complete the job. He may have knocked you down, but he should have knocked you out. She hit a tree, but he didn't finish his job. Hmm. I got a text this week from Pat Jeffers. I don't know. You in the building, Pat? Was you on time today? That's what I figured, okay? <laughs> Pat's 55. Pat's one of our board members. Been a board member for 25 years. Very wise, very, very intelligent, very sharp. Been a pharmaceutical rep for many years. I got a text yesterday, or Friday, I'm not sure which day it was. He sent it to me and he sent it to the rest of the board members. He said, hey guys, I'm reaching out to you for a little prayer. Our company downsized. 
clear, clear across our division, many of us lost our jobs, including myself. He said, now you know Missy and I, we've always lived at a low level. We don't have much debt. I, I really believe he's got the first dime he ever made in his life, but don't tell nobody that, all right? And he said this, he said, knocked the wind out of me, something like that. He said, but to be honest, it's a bump. It's not a bomb. That's what he said. And Pat, I got a word for you today. He may have knocked you down, but he didn't knock you out. Because here's what the word says. Let me find it. In verse two, strengthen the things which remain. He left some strength in you. He knocked you down, so to speak. But you can't focus on what you've lost because the miracle is not in what you lost. The miracle is gonna be in what you gained. Now see, he knocked you down and he didn't knock you out. You lost your job. You didn't lose, this is what God gave me this morning in my office, you didn't lose your character. You didn't lose your integrity. You didn't lose the wisdom and the knowledge that you have got, not only through public education, but through educating yourself through the word of God. So he knocked you down. Don't get caught up in focusing on what you've lost because that will drive you into depression and into anxiety. The miracle is not there. The miracle is what is coming your way. Do you hear me? He left something in you that you can build upon. Somebody in the house, go ahead and give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Uh, now I know I'm speaking uh, uh, directly to Pat, but I think I'm speaking to a lot of people in the house. He may have stole something from you, but you're still here today and you still got something that remains. Uh, quit focusing on what you've lost and focus and Strengthen, it says strengthen what remains. So whatever you've got, maybe you've been through a divorce, but you still got your children. You still got your sanity. You still got your home, your car, your job, whatever it may be. But the bottom line is he may have stole something, but he can't take away the presence of the Lord. Do you hear? You got the Lord and your strength is in the Lord. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Ah, the apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, I know what you're going to say when we get home. Honey, you had him stand up a little too early. It's your birthday. And he said unto me, Paul says this, listen. Pat, listen. And every Pat in the building it's going through a different situation. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul said when my strength had given out and my resources had been exhausted, he said I had no other place to turn. And I found that his grace is sufficient. Your own strength is not enough, do you hear me? Nehemiah looked at the ruined walls. 
of Jerusalem. And the Bible said when he looked at the ruined walls of Jerusalem, he wept. He wept. But he took the little bit that the devil had left of that wall and he began to rebuild that wall. Do you hear me, Pat? I truly believe, man, your brighter days are ahead. I believe that. I was praying in my office this morning for you and God was revealing things to me and, and I just know that your better days are ahead. But I got one word of encouragement and everybody's gonna laugh. When you get called for an interview, don't show up late, okay? The boy been late for everything all of his life. Some are weeping over what's been taken from you. Be very close, or excuse me, be very careful. Psalms 3, chapter, chapter 3, verse 1 through 4 from the NIV, and then I'm going to try to close. Oh Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? And how many are saying of me, God will not deliver him? People saying, you're 55 years old, man. Where are you going to get a job? You're going to get a job like you ain't never had before. Because if a man 55 years old that wants to work and people in America don't want to work, do you hear me? I'm going to say it anyhow, whether you like it or not. You got a 55 year old man that loves God, that loves his family, that loves his church, that ain't afraid to get out of bed and go to work. You're going to get a job. But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and you lift up my head. To the Lord I cry aloud. In his text, he said, Pastor, I'm going to get into my Bible and see what God has for me. That's what he said in his text. Psalms 3 and 5. David said, I laid me down and slept. I, I awakened for the Lord sustained me. Sleep does not come easy in difficult times. Do you hear me? I'm going to say it again. Sleep does not come easy in difficult times. David could have had sleepless nights when his son Absalom rebelled and gathered an army to kill him. But he slept peacefully because he knew the Lord would provide. Come up hither. Come up hither. Very important. You just got to keep moving forward and higher and higher and higher with God. Man, I got a lot to go. But I better leave it alone. God knows you by name. Brother Dave Bennett, I see you back there and I've just seen you nod your head. I've been with you through some storms. <laughs> My goodness. Barb Wheeler, I know you're here somewhere. There you are. I looked at you in the back and I my mom went to, when you called the night that Eddie went to be with the Lord in difficult times. Nancy, same thing. I can go around the room. Franklin Waddy. Huh? Franklin Waddy. can go around the room, man, I'm telling you, it's overwhelming and unbelievable. But we serve a God. Brother, we can lay down at night and we can sleep. I used to walk the floors at night and couldn't sleep at all. Now I lay down try to pray when I'm laying down. Hello, Jesus. I'm gone. Huh? Every head up and every eye closed. How many's in a, how many, maybe the Spirit of the Lord spoke to your heart today and he's saying, hey, I want you to climb a little higher. I want you to come up a little higher. Is anybody can be honest with me? Is there anybody in the house? Come on. Come on. I didn't ask for half mask. Raise your hand. 
God's speaking to anybody. Put, put a full extension. I'm, I'm sweating under my arms. It don't matter who it sees. Huh? Then, then let him work in your life. Let him work in your life. I love you. I love you. I love you. I want to see the best for you. Every head up and every eye open. If you're here today and you've not stepped on that ark of salvation, you can't go any higher until you do. You got to start somewhere. It's the best thing I ever did in my life. Hands down, the best thing I ever did. Can anybody else testify it's the best thing that you've ever done in your life? Then that ought to, that ought to encourage you. Right where you're at, I'm not going to come to you, but the Spirit of the Lord is. Right where you're at, if you'd like to give your life to the Lord today, enter in on ground floor, don't know a whole lot about it, but you believe that there's a God in heaven and you believe His Son Jesus died for you. Slip your hand up high quickly. Slip your hand up high. Slip your hand up and hold it up. I've seen somebody kind of like a, there, back there. Thank you, Lord. Somebody else. Back there, two, two. Thank you, Lord. Somebody else. Somebody else. Over here, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha! <laughs> somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. He loves you. He loves you. Listen, you gotta, you gotta enter in that ark of salvation with sincerity. You gotta mean it from your heart. Can't be just because, man, you're going through a difficult time. That's not the way to enter. You enter in because you realize that you're a sinner, that you've fallen short of a holy God, and that God gave His Son that you could have life, and you got to have a repentant heart. You got to mean it. If you raise your hand this morning out loud, I want you to pray this prayer with me, Lord Jesus. Today. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, I'm sorry. And I repent of my sins. And help me to change, to turn from the past and head toward the future that you have for me. And Lord, from this day forward, I'll do my best to live my life for you. In Jesus' name, if you prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of God. Can we welcome them to the family of God? Somebody will come to you this morning and give you a Bible, have you fill out a connect card and I'll give you a call and I'll have prayer with you and I'll encourage you. We'll try to lead you in the right direction. If somebody overlooks you by accident this morning, please stop at the information desk and we'll share with you there. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 